535, hit us out to Laredo About to pick us some pounds so we can make us some queso No luggage in the trunk, just me and Sakee Headed back Dallas, Texas, now we serving these beans Welcome to the Pit Stop. It's your boy, AAA, riding solo today for the Pit Stop. We've got K-State versus West Virginia in a battle that I like to call Escape Appalachia because this game is literally going to be escaping Appalachia. You're going to have a very desperate West Virginia team. Now, they did just lose to Texas Tech, and basically this is their survival for the for the season right now. You know, they were supposed to be a dark horse team that was supposed to be able to compete for the Big 12 championship. Losing to Texas Tech when you've already lost to Oklahoma State kind of kind of eliminates you from contention because now you're hoping that that undefeated Oklahoma State team loses a couple games. Now, what does West Virginia have going for them? One, they're they've beat K State the last four times, so the, you know that's got to be a confidence boost. Vegas also has West Virginia favored in this game. You're facing a K State team that has a true freshman at quarterback. But, 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 this is a K-State-centric podcast right here, and so we're going to give you why you as a K-State fan should feel pretty good going into this game. Now, the good thing is, even though you are on the road in Morgantown, which is a hostile environment, you're facing a West Virginia team that has not been able to put good teams away. Or, you know, takes them a long time to put bad teams away. You know, they they faced Texas Tech last week. They lost. We talked about that upset. But that was a game that they weren't able to ever put Texas Tech away. They let Texas Tech hang around. And eventually, Texas Tech won that game. You look at that KU game. They weren't able to really pull away from KU until the fourth quarter. And if you're letting KU survive with you to the fourth quarter, you really should even, you don't deserve to win that game. Look at the Baylor game. You know, they had the game won. Baylor scores a touchdown to tie the game in the fourth quarter, goes in double overtime, and then West Virginia eventually wins, but they weren't able to put Baylor away until the second overtime. Oklahoma State game, they score early on in the fourth quarter, tie the or, or get within one score, get the game within one score, and then a minute left in the game, they aren't able to keep Oklahoma State out of the end zone. They had the entire fourth quarter to get that one last drive, to get that last score, to tie that game. They weren't able to do that. This is a West Virginia team that has a problem when it comes to closing teams out, which means if you struggle in this game, West Virginia is going to give you opportunities to come back in. Now, this West Virginia team does have a couple of dynamic weapons, but when you look at them, they aren't they will be a problem, but it's not going to be K-State's biggest weakness. So you look you look at a guy like Wright Jr., their best wide receiver. He's not a big guy. It's not like the Arkansas State game where you're going against a very big-bodied Plexico Burris type, throw the ball up, he's going to come down with it wide receiver. This is a very quick guy, fast guy, but he doesn't have the size, which means you can body him, you can jam him at the line, and you can get physical with him, which is something that K-State's been very good at this year. Then they're running back, Brown Jr. Or, or Brown, I'm sorry. Very good running back. But he can be contained. He does have a tendency to disappear during games. They do have a, a tendency to rely on him too much to where they ha- will have a lot of three and outs, where their drives will stall. Like West Virginia will go through moments in this game where they're not going to move the ball for three possessions in a row because they're going to rely on him too much and then get into third and long situations and try to get the ball out to right and not be able to do that. And, and so you're going to have to bank on them continually doing that. So if you can stop them on first down, which for some reason they love to run the ball on, 
you're going to have an opportunity to win this game. Now, USK State, what do you need to do to win this game? The, the first thing is, and it's pretty simple, especially when you play a team that has very similar stats to you. You look at the stats for K-State and versus Virginia, similar stats on you know yards per game, points per game, points allowed per game. So what's always the biggest difference maker in games like this? It comes down to turnovers, right? The team with the fewest turnovers is probably going to win this game. So if you're K-State, let's get a pick, let's, let's get a fumble, or let's just not give the ball away. And then, you know, can special teams continue for the umpteenth game this year? Every single game this year, special teams has made a play. Are they able to again? Because that could be the other difference maker. You know, special teams you continue to be special teams you make a play. And, you know, we've gotten lucky with block punts, with kick returns this year, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that, you know, to make a make a play. Give your team a short field. You know, give K-State great field position. You know, if K-State's averaging getting the ball at the 40-yard line versus West Virginia getting it at the 30, that, that is a big difference. You know, if you can pin them, you know, starting at their own 10-yard line, uh, versus starting at the 30-yard line, that's huge because we talked about West Virginia having these moments in the game where their drive stalls, where they rely too much on their run game and, and force a lot of third and longs. So what you can do, if you can pin them on their, you know, inside their own 20, you're going to have multiple cracks at them stalling. You know, maybe they get two first downs, but they're only at the 30, they're going to stall out. And it's going to be more beneficial to your defense as well. Very similar to kind of like the the Chiefs defense of last year, right? You know, the more cracks that they got, the better opportunity they were able to get them off the field on one of these third downs. Third thing would be is who's going to be the playmaker besides Vaughn? Because Vaughn is going to have to continue being Deuce Vaughn. Deuce will have to be loose, but you are going to need someone to take the pressure off of him. You are going to need another guy to step up. Who's going to be that guy? You know, it, it, it can't be Skylar Thompson leading it because he's not in the season anymore. He's hurt. He's out. So who's going to help Deuce Vaughn? Obviously, Malik Knowles is not the guy who we thought he was going to be this year. Last week was Brooks. You got a, a fantastic game from him. Two kick returns for a touchdown. But who's it going to be this week? Who's going to be the playmaker besides Deuce? You need someone else to step up in this game. And, and who's it going to be? You know, you you know, you might say, hey, maybe Trotter can do something, but he hasn't really you know shown you that that he can be that you know cha- uh, that be that you know thunder to to Deuce Vaughn's lightning. You know what I mean? He, he struggled to get very many yards per carry. So who's going to be the guy? Maybe it's someone like Taylor. Maybe it's someone like Moore. Who's going to be the guy that steps up in this game? And I'm, I'm going to go with Taylor. You know, if, if Malik Knowles hasn't been doing it at wide receiver, Taylor kind of gave you a little taste of something last week against KU. And, and I would watch out for him to maybe be the guy. Maybe he's the other playmaker to, to take pressure off of Deuce Vaughn. Outside of all those things that we just mentioned, this is probably going to be the most important thing in this game. You're playing a team in West Virginia that we talked about has trouble closing teams out. So there are going to be moments in this game where Coach Kleiman is going to have to make the call of foregoing the field goal and going for it on fourth down. The more you can put points on the board from the end zone rather than the field goal the better off you're going to be in this game because there's going to be a part there's going to be a sequence in this game where West Virginia stalls out for three drives in a row and gets nothing and if you can put touchdowns on the board instead of field goals during those moments they will not come back they will fold 
West Virginia crumbles against good teams. They cannot put them away. So you've got to get the ball in the end zone. So you win the turnover battle. Special teams you become special teams you, as always. And Taylor maybe is the other playmaker. Someone else needs to step up to take pressure off of Vaughn. And you've got to go for it when you're in the red zone. When you're on West Virginia's side of the field, do not settle for a field goal. If it's fourth or two and less, for even maybe fourth and three or less, you got to go for it. Put points on the board. Do not settle for field goals because if you can get touchdowns out of this, you're going to force West Virginia's hand and they're going to fold. That's the game plan to succeed in this game. Unfortunately, I don't see this being like the KU game where it's a blowout. It's an easy win. I see this more like the TCU game. Uh, I got K-State winning this one, maybe 24 to 17, 24 to 20, something like that. I think the Wildcats come out on top, but it's going to be a one possession game at the end of it. Thanks for listening to the pit stop. Hopefully, K State escapes Appalachia with a win for the first time in five tries. Let's go, State.